Hello and welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me as usual is Colin Mitchell. How you doing, Bruni? I'm doing fantastic over here in San Antonio. How about I, you and McKinney? I'm doing I'm doing better than you and McKinney. I'm, I'm sure you are. Sure. <laughs> we already hashed this out on the football podcast. Please go back and listen we, to that. We, we, we argued. It was great. In depth. Um, <laughs> talked talk about food for about five minutes. Yeah, um, Best, good, great content, great, fantastic content. It all <laughs> Bernie, Bernie's laptop also died, and I had to fend oh for myself my on something I knew nothing about. So not good. It was not good. <laughs> you don't give yourself enough credit, Colin. You Thank know, you. You know a lot about a lot of stuff. Thank you. Not not the things I was talking about though. That's why, that's why okay. I keep you around. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, uh, um, we have we have a big big show today, Colin. Do we not? It's, it's, would you disagree? It is large. Yes, I would say. I would say that it is a large show today. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about the past couple games because uh, we did not have a basketball podcast last week because there was no games, there was no action, there was nothing for about ten days. So then they came back. North Texas played New Mexico, then they played Arkansas Pine Bluff, uh, both of which were wins. Now we're gonna be talking about those games. Talking about. Um, just the non-conference season as a whole. Then we'll go look at Conference USA. Then we'll look at. Then we'll make some predictions, and we'll see how Conference USA is going to shake out this year. So, uh, like Colin said, big episode. We'll see. We'll I see use I use the words large. Okay. I, I, that's a terrible word. I know. Large is large <laughs> might be one of my four least favorite words. What are What are all four? I'm not going through them right now. But <laughs> okay. large, large is up there. Okay, I got, I got you. Like the only reason you use large is for like a large shirt or a large drink. That's it. <laughs> not a large show. This is a huge show. All right. Anyways, uh, what's the name of this podcast, Colin? Miller Remind Time. Me? Miller Time. Uh, why is it named that, Colin? The emergence of Mike Miller. He has. 35 points in a game, Bernie. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think of some other way to build there's, that there's up. There's nothing else. Uh, I, just anymore. To, I just had to think, and I was just like, you know what? I'll just say it for what it is. 35 points against Arkansas Pine Bluff. What What he a was, game. He was so good. Uh, he scored, he's now scored double digits in four straight games. He's been in the starting lineup for, I believe, six straight games. Um, starting over Jemiah Simmons. And... He started at the four. Uh, again, he's only about 6'3", 6'4". He's not a big guy. He's got good defensive instincts. He's got a good jump shot, not a great jump shot. But, goddamn, when he's on the court, man, this team just runs differently. Yeah. This, team, this yeah. team just operates at such a high level when he's on the court. This team looks like a team that just always knows what they're doing on both ends of the court. And even when they don't, it feels like Mike Miller's there to clean it up or make the right play to help them get a bucket or get a stop. Like he, he he's he's very good. he's very underrated on this team, I feel like. And until the thirty five sure. points, I don't think really anyone noticed. I mean he, and myself included didn't really value him as much as I think I should have throughout this season. Because thinking back, every game where North Texas has needed, you know, some kind of spark, you know, Mike is kinda like right there beginning that um yeah and just to go over his stats by the way for arkansas pine bluff game he hit uh 11 of his 13 shots six to seven from three uh seven of eight from the free throw line he had two steals and two blocks and uh four rebounds and three assists that's a 
that's a that's a game that's a game <laughs> he's a yeah it was it was tremendous to watch a lot of his stuff was um obviously assisted on it's not like he's one of those guys that's going to go and create his own shot uh most of the time but i mean just his three-point shooting alone i think was jaw-dropping to me i mean regardless of how open they were i'm which not of all of them were wide open uh but he was just locked in his i mean his shot looked good he looked confident in his shot and you talk about him being underrated i could make an argument he's second or third on this team right now if we had mvp voting on, on this team like it's yeah. Ryan one for yeah. me and then I, it's either mike I, miller or zexon and in terms of the effect on the team i can agree with that yeah but i'm talking about when people look at this team, you never you never go, oh yeah, Mike Miller. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. no no one ever thinks, oh yeah, Mike Miller is the reason why this team's winning games. Uh, when in reality, he's helped this team more than I think most people um, give him credit for. Yeah, I think he's right on right on par with Zach Simmons. I mean, in their impact of the game, I think defensively, he's just might be the smartest defender on this team. I'm trying to think of a smarter defender. Uh, Ryan's a really good defender, but I mean, he's just so smart. Um, back there playing the four, he knows what he's doing on offense. He's, you saw him against Arkansas Pine Bluff, uh, who ran a two-three zone. You saw him in that high post area, which when you catch at the high post against a two-three zone, you turn, look, you have to scan the whole floor, make the right decision, and attack off that. Mm-hmm. And he did that time after time after time after time. And the result of it was either him getting a layup or open three or someone else getting good luck. So. That's, I mean, he was just tremendous. I mean, that's, it's really the only thing we could name this podcast was Miller Time. We didn't have an option. <laughs> there was no other choice. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, dope. yeah. Um, he also had a stat. He's, he scored double digits in his last four games, correct? Yes, correct. So, yeah, I mean, his impact is bigger than the numbers have shown except for this Arkansas Pine Bluff game. Um, but he's like that stable cornerstone that this team will always have. Um, kind of, I, I wouldn't say he's more than a glue guy, but I feel like he's he's just what this team needs in rough patches throughout games. Um, but no, yeah, so I mean, what do you think this kind of has? Because I mean, preseason, I don't think anyone would have thought, oh yeah, Mike Miller is going to be, like you said, top three in terms of importance to this team. I mean, he's averaging 11 points mm-hmm. a game. Yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, what do you think his impact has yeah. been so far this season? Oh man, the uh, his impact. Okay, when he's on the court next to Zach Simmons, he kind of obviously he's a different player than Jemiah Simmons. Jemiah Simmons is a really good rim runner. He's a good rebound. Uh, he's a really good. He's a good defender, uh, help side especially. But when you put Mike Miller in there, it's kind of more of a guard. I mean, it's a, basically a fourth guard out there with like mm-hmm. he's like six four, uh, regardless of where he plays or where he gets his shots from or where he catches the ball. I mean, Mike Miller just adds like I mean, first of all, he adds another shooter to them, which is always important when you have Ryan Woolridge and Zach Simmons. Uh, but then I like I said before, it feels like he always just makes the right plays. So Mike Miller. He might be second in my MVP voting right now for this team. Uh, him and Zach Simmons, they've been tremendous. And Brian Woolridge, again, he's doing what he's always done. I mean, he's, he looks like every single game he's averaging the same amount of – he's averaging the same line. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Right? It's like 11, yeah. 5, 5, 2, 2 steals or some, something like that. Like, it feels consistent. And he's doing great on the defensive side of the ball. So, Ryan Woolridge has, um, of course, always impressed me. And uh, Zach Simmons – he had a defensive game pretty much against New Mexico where he had to guard Bragg. 
and he did a great job of that. But um, against Pine Bluff, you um, you saw him kind of just wait and take his opportunities against the 2-3 zone, which Mike Miller set up a lot of. So um, overall, it's more of the same, right? I, the 13 games into the season, they're 12-1. and one. Uh, You can't ask for too much more from this team. Just six double-figure scores pretty much tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Um, about how good this team is. Yeah. Um and I mean let's go back let's go back. Let's go back to this New Mexico game and kind of go over this game and then the Arkansas Pine Bluff mm-hmm. game. Then we can talk about the season so far as a whole. Yeah. So New Mexico ran a full court press. They uh they ran a full court press. They have a pretty dominant big man in uh Carlton Bragg, but Zach Simmons was tremendous against Carlton Bragg. Yeah, he held Bragg to one of six shooting for five point seven boards. Uh, literally, it might be one of it's probably the best defensive game Zach Simmons has ever played. Mm-hmm. Uh, so holding Bragg to that was big. Uh, New Mexico had Anthony Mathis, who was fine, had eleven free throws, so twenty points. But other than them, it just kind of was a for a game that was so fast paced in the full court. If was low scoring for the most part, especially for New Mexico, only scoring 65 points. I mean, North Texas putting up 74 is always good. Uh, but New Mex- uh, North Texas only shot 17 threes, so 6 of 17 from 3. That's never going to blow uh, a team out for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, Duffy 0 for 3, Rose 2 for 7, Ryan 1 of 1, Mike 1 of 2. So you had four double-digit scores. Duff, Rose, 14 each. Ryan, Mike, 11 each. Um, Maya, 9 points. So, I just feel like when you play a team like New Mexico who presses in the full court, the amount of the guard depth, first of all, that's the first thing, is just on full display. And then you just have bodies that you can just throw out there, just, I mean, to keep guys fresh. And I think that's what we saw when North Texas, I mean, put away New Mexico. I don't think they trailed for the entire game, so... Yeah, it was an impressive performance. Yeah, and I also want to mention that North, New Mexico uh, was the seventeenth or is the seventeenth tallest team in all of college basketball, um, which is interesting because North Texas is not a tall team. Yeah. Um, so it it was good to see them kind of, uh, I guess, face the challenge of that. And uh, I mean, they didn't. I don't. I don't think it really hurt them. I mean, rebounding wise. Uh, 29 rebounds for New Mexico and North Texas out rebounded him with 31 rebounds. So, I mean, like you said, Zach Simmons was dominant against uh, Carlton Bragg, who apparently was an All American 2015 or something um, like that. I do not remember. To be honest, I think I th- I saw I saw Brett said something about that. So, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, overall a great game and a road win. Yes. Um, and <laughs> North, Tex- one, North Texas has not uh, in the past been good at that, and they're three three and one on the road, so I think that's huge as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, going to the let me pull up the Arkansas Pine Bluff game because this was this was a blowout, and then Arkansas Pine Bluff kind of came back and made an eleven point game at the end. So uh, Pine Bluff they have a they had a dynamic score, kind of just a monster. In uh, where's his name? Mc yeah, he is Martavius McKnight. He ended up with 24 points, which was his average five of five from three. Uh, but it kind of took him a while to get going. Uh, McKnight was pretty much shut down, and every time he hit a three, McCaslin called timeout and chewed out the guy who messed up on the rotation or messed up <laughs> on the closeout. It was hilarious. Uh, but as a team, though, North Texas does such a good job taking away the three point shot from teams, especially when that's their strength. 
man, yeah. they held Arkansas Pine Bluff to seven of nine shooting from three, which obviously that's a high percentage. But to only give up seven three pointers and only nine attempts to yeah. a team that you know is yeah. looking for it when you five have of those were from night. one player too, like you said. Yeah, yeah. So the three point defense is, was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. You can go seven of seven, and that's still a really good night as a defense uh, against a three point shooting team because most nights teams aren't going to shoot seven to nine on you, even if they're uncontested. So uh, that was extremely. Ex- Extremely impressive to me. They also re- out rebounded them. Uh, did they out? Re- yep. Yeah, 32, 32, 22, or 32, 28. Yeah. Sorry. 32, 28. North Texas shot 12-24 from three. I mean, that's a big disparity right there. I mean, the attempts. We talk about a lot in basketball. The attempts is half the battle. I mean, if you're willing to shoot threes, they have to at least guard you. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. like with Ryan. They have to at least account for him now even if he only shoots 30% from the season. So getting up 24 threes is huge. Uh, I thought the ball movement was terrific. I thought that um, outside of Mike Miller, I thought there were some good performances from Mo. Mo had his imprint 3 of 7 from 3. Um, Duff had a decent night. Rose didn't really do much at all. He had two threes. I believe they were both early. And then he kind of went away. Uh I mean, like I said, Zach Simmons five points, nine nine boards. It was it was just a, it was a balanced performance. But now, but this time you had your one guy really step up, and that's so so nice to have, uh, especially with the depth this team has. They have multiple guys that can do that. We've seen it. Yeah, yeah, and and we have yet to see the emergence of Rose, which I bet will happen soon, sooner rather than later. Um, this team, like you said, it, it, it they play so balanced. I feel like everyone's points per game is really close i haven't actually yeah, looked at much. it but it's it's, it's gonna like be really 11, close yeah it's like 11 11 12 14 yeah 14 so so when you when you have one of those guys go off on a night and then eventually we we both think uh rose will eventually you know get up to whatever his closer to that 19 points again that he had last season i mean this team is going to be scary it's not yeah. just going to be you know the balance thing you're going to have you're going to be able to blow out teams more instead of just winning by 11 10 points here and there yeah, I'm trying to pull up the points per game. Okay. Nope. I don't want the totals. They only give me totals. Here, let me see if I can find it. You you talk. I got it. Yeah, you get it. Um, yeah, because I'm doing this on my phone. I got a new phone, by the way. <laughs> I didn't mention that. <laughs> I got a new phone, by the way. <laughs> my trips to San Antonio are so fun. I just get new stuff because it's Christmas. And... Oh, you you only go back to San Antonio on the holidays, so it's like every it's single true. time you get gifts, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like my grandpa be like, "Hey, it's Thanksgiving, twenty dollars. Here you go. Thank you." <laughs> Why do you anyway. get twenty dollars for, <laughs> for hey, man, Thanksgiving? He's, he's throwing out money, man. He's a great guy. Okay, so th- these are, these are the averages, um, <laughs> as of December twenty first. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so uh, Mo leads the uh, team in scoring with thirteen points a game. Then you go to Ryan with twelve point four. Um, Mike with 11.5, Zach with 11.3. So, yeah, it's 13, 12, 11, 11, 10, and then 10 for Rose. What's Rose at? 10? Yeah. So, once when one of those players has a good night, it's, I mean, any of those players can, can go off for 20-plus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the old Spurs teams. Not old, but like the 20, 2012, 2013, 2014 teams. Or you had like all these shooters like, like um, 
Patty Mills, Marco Bellinelli, uh, you had Danny Green, Kawhi, Manu. We had like just a bunch of guys that could possibly go off, and none of them averaged like over. I'm trying to think who averaged the most points. It was probably Tony at like six, at like 18 or 20. Like you didn't have like one pure score that mm-hmm. went and got his. So that, that's what it reminds me of because you always felt like anybody on the team could could do well and they could shoot the ball, move the ball. So that's kind of what this team reminds me of. There's no true scorer and there's no true i mean when rose if if rose stays at this level there's no true score on this team i would say because outside of maybe mo but mo i wouldn't describe him as a pure scorer i'd say he's a good scorer that can pass and handle the ball anyways uh but yeah this team is this team's this team has has impressed me they've done is, everything we've asked is this is this what preseason did you think that this is how everything would have played out so far well we we knew before the season that they were, the thirteen non conference games were not going to be good. So right. I mean, were we were they, they weren't going to be. I'm 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 talking I'm talking about in players player performance oh, on this okay. team. Um, Ryan, yeah, Zach, yeah. Outside of that, I mean, we didn't know Rose's status. So I mean, but no, I mean, other than that, if you were to, I I predicted Ryan, I think to average like fifteen. I think I predicted Rose to average like seventeen. So. Mm-hmm. They're both way down. Moe's up. I mean, everyone else is up. So obviously, I don't think I don't think that's what I predicted. I don't know if a lot of people predicted that. Uh, just the the depth of this team has been staggering, and I think that's what's carried them to twelve and one. I agree. I agree. Um, speaking of depth, so in the last few games. We've seen DJ Draper taking kind of a minutes cut down to like probably I think like five minutes the last two or three games. It kind of I don't see the thing is though I don't think it's a dig at DJ I think that it's just so much depth on this team that it's kind of just like somebody can't play. You know? Yeah, it's 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 kind of like whoever has is have has been having the better night plays. Yeah, and you can't and they're not going to bench Rose obviously and Mo's been shooting well. Uh, Duff is still up and down for me but uh i i can understand why the coaches still still play him because he's a bigger guard that can do a lot of stuff so uh but lineup wise i think it's the depth of this guard spot i think dj is gonna have to come in and play some good minutes in the conference season i think there are gonna be games where you're gonna have to rely on him to hit some shots so oh yeah yeah i mean he's 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 the best open three point I mean catch and shoot guy on this team so um 100% uh, so I, th- I, th- I think that'll be important like you said come conference cuz everyone everyone that has been playing is is more of a streaky kind of off the dribble three point shooter yeah. and you're going to need you're going to need DJ to kind of be the man in the corner yeah and especially if there's a guard you can put him against on defense of like course if, you, if of there's course. like a six foot guard you could throw him against like let's say for example like Mo mhm like that that type of guy uh, I mean, even against, as long as they're not big, as long like if they're good guards, he can guard them as long as they're not, you know, six three, six four, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Um, um I think yeah. I think now we get we need to get into the conference outlook, right? That's yeah. that's the first one, right? Outlook yeah, is, is what's happened so far, right? Okay. Yeah. Um. So you, you have all the technology yeah, in front of you. Yeah. So, so this 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 season's been interesting so far. Um, Western Kentucky is not. Does not have the best record. North Texas has the best record, um, by far. 
Yeah, by far. So I'll just go down the list. Uh, we already know Nortex's record, uh, number one at 12 and one. La Tech and Old Dominion are tied for second at 10 and three both. Um, La Tech has wins against Wichita State, um, Sam Houston State. Um, that's pretty much it in terms of teams that have been in D1 for. Yeah, that are big, big yeah. D1 teams. Um, next, you have Old Dominion. They have a win at Navy, um, Iona State. Mm-hmm. Is that North or UNI? Is that Iona? If it's UNI, it's Northern Illinois. Northern, Northern Illinois. Iowa. Northern Northern, Northern Iowa. 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 Northern Iowa. That's what it was. And then they have another one against uh, Syracuse and uh, VCU. Syracuse. They lost uh, to Syracuse, didn't they? No, they beat Syracuse. 16, oh, they beat 62. Syracuse. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, those are three wins that are really good. Uh, and then after that, you have Florida Atlantic or Florida International. Um, who haven't really beat anybody, but they average. I uh, forgot the stat. What'd you say it was? I think Brittany? it was 90, 92 points a game, somewhere around there. Yeah, I, they I average a ridiculous up. amount of points per game. Um, and then Florida Atlantic next on that list at eight and four. Uh, they beat Florida Gulf Coast, Mercer, um, and that's pretty much it. Or UCF, they beat UCF as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Southern Miss eight, also eight and four. As they beat SMU and Troy, and then. We're just going to go down the list. Or I guess we'll go Marshall, go then I'll go to the next one. So Marshall Marshall has wins against... I'm trying to think. Are any of these actually good teams? I thought I thought they had one good win, but maybe not. Uh, you, were, you were looking at it, so I'm not, I'm not positive. I'm, I'm looking I don't at think... Yeah, I don't see anything. Western. Anyways, Western is the main one. Western is the team that everyone thought would be great. And they've shown flashes of that. Um, they held Washington, who they lost 73-55 to. They, they made that a game through the first half, um, but they lost that game, like I said. They beat West Virginia 63-57. to um, They lost to UCF 78-62. to They lost to Indiana State, who North Texas beat um, 63-54. Um, but they also have a win against Arkansas. So this team's been up and down. Oh, and they have a win against uh, St. Mary's. So this team's been up and down. Very, very inconsistent. Um, St. Mary's obviously being a big basketball school. Um, we're in the NIT final last season, so uh, yeah. I don't. Is this how you kind of thought conference would I'm, shake out? I mean, we'll, we'll finish finish it out. Finish it. Just read off the records of the last ones. Okay, so UAB is actually above Western Kentucky at seven and five. I didn't mention their wins. Um, UTEP five and six. UTSA five and seven. Rice five and eight. Charlotte three and six. Middle Tennessee three and nine. So it's an interesting like yeah. shakedown of how it's kind of played out so far. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought Western Kentucky would would have been six and six, maybe like an eight and four, because their well, schedule against the better yeah. teams, obviously. But you yeah, know. they have they they have a tough schedule, like you mentioned. But the thing is, is that they've won some tough games and then they lost some some bad loss. They've had some bad losses. Yeah. So it's it's hard to get a grasp on just how good they are or who they're. Um, or how they'll do like on a consistent basis once conference comes around because everyone I mean everyone knows conference play is about consistency in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to have a successful run, you just have to be consistent, and that goes. I mean, we saw North Texas last year who was not consistent at all. They lost to uh, they lost games that they should have won. They won games they should have lost. So I mean, um, I'm all about consistency in conference play, and I don't I haven't seen that from Western at all. Uh, another team that you mentioned is Florida Atlantic uh, averaging 96 points a international, game. International, international. I'm sorry. Yeah, my stings are... F... 
Where the hell? Okay, four okay. international, yeah, FIU, 96 I points you. per game. FIU. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 96 points per game. Nine to three. All right. Um, they still have Beard, who's a guard on that team that can fill it up. We saw that last year. Uh, Old Dominion, I think, is... We'll get into them. Uh, when we get into predictions, I'll, I'll go into depth about why I think this. But I, I think they could be the top team in, in the conference right now. Mm-hmm. Their guard play is tremendous with Stith and Carver. And they're... Uh, they're just they they beat Syracuse. I mean that's you that's a huge win. That's yeah, that, better than anything. In itself, North that's has. Yeah, yeah, in itself that's like even huge. if even if North Texas would have beat Oklahoma, like you'd still be like, yeah, but Old Dominion beat Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> North Texas. I do want to talk a little bit about North Texas before we get into everyone else. I want to make sure we have North Texas down to what do we think of this team completely going into conference play, and what's the biggest concern for this team going into conference play hmm i think what was the first part of the question i'm sorry <laughs> so north texas when you look at them as a team yes i i can answer it first if you want but what's the biggest concern for this team going into conference play going into conference play i would just say lack of i guess i guess like big name opponents just to kind of see, you know what i mean it's 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 yeah. come easy and um, obviously, these last couple of games have been against better opponents, UTA and New Mexico and Indiana State. But most of it's kind of come easy. And, I, and the 12-1 record, I don't want to kind of... That. D- yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, exactly. I, 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 want, I, just, I just don't want them to kind of get in their own heads maybe a little bit and kind of think like, oh, okay, we're 12-1. We can... You know what I mean? That makes <laughs> yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. So I think... I, I feel you. I feel like that's... Because I don't really think the roster-wise that there's any huge weakness on this team where I'm saying, oh, that's glaring, other than, of course, size. But they've yeah. they've been able to overcome that pretty okay so far. Um, but just the 12-1 record in terms of, you know, what that can do. Yeah, it's kind of like they it hasn't they haven't shown us super, anything super impressive. Right. right? I, mean, I mean, obviously 12-1 is, is impressive in itself, but... Take it, take it for what it actually There's is. Never take it, moment. take it for what it is. Take it for what it actually is. There's never been a moment, and to me, there could have been this to anyone else. I, I don't know, but when we watched North Texas play Western Kentucky last year, or, or Middle Tennessee, and we watched those Western and Middle teams, and we were like, wow, those teams could play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I haven't had that realization with North Texas. I agree. So I, I agree. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not gonna sit up here and. Maybe some other people will. I don't know, but I'm not gonna sit up here and be like this team is the def- the definitive number one team in the conference. They could be. Yeah, they could be. They I, definitely I, could I don't, be. I don't know. Uh, they could end up going 14 and four in conference and be amazing. But I'm not ready to say that they're that good yet. I have a question for you. If Rose is, if Rose this season so far has without an injury or anything was as good as he was last season, do you do you see that being completely different? If he is as good as he was last year, I, I could see that being different. I okay. still think his role is different, so I, I that's why I had him down to like 17 or 16 points a game. But uh, he's a, uh, yeah, it would definitely make a big difference uh, for me. Can you yeah. hear these kids yelling outside? A little bit, but it's fine. It's not noticeable. Oh, uh, so okay. Here's here's my one concern. Here's the one thing I wanted to get off is that we talked about six players in double figures. That's awesome. There's anyone can go off at any time. But not having here's the thing, not having that one score mm-hmm. that is gonna go get you a bucket is gonna hurt this team in my opinion. Not having Rose at 100% capacity is gonna. I mean, 
last year they could throw the ball to Rose and he would either get a free throw, get a three, or get a quality shot up. And this year they don't have that. That's so, my biggest concern. I see that as a concern, but I see that kind of fixing itself. In in what way? I feel like I'm I'm still confident that Rose is able to get close to what he was last season in terms of ability. Um, maybe not in production, like you said, because he has a different role. But I feel like in ability, we will see that kind of come to fruition within the next, within the first few conference games. So that's why I don't think that that's an overly. That's I'm not a big concern right. for me. That's not a because I mean, I, it, it, it is definitely games it is like definitely this? a concern. I do definitely do think it's a concern, but I think there's an adjustment period where he's not shooting. You know, I don't even know how many attempts he averaged last season. But he's not averaging anywhere near the attempts last season. He's not able to get into that rhythm. I think we'll kind of he'll kind of adjust, and hopefully we'll see it. Now, if in within the first three or four conference games he's not back to that point, then definitely write it down as a big concern for me. Yeah, yeah. So that that's my one big concern, uh, along with I mean just not being awed by this team through thirteen games. But uh, the good thing though is that if Western Kentucky is just good and not great then the door is wide open in my opinion wide open in what sense in the sense that i think there's like five teams that can win this conference and the conference tournament specifically yeah but i mean regular season conference marshall old dominion western north texas la tech maybe yeah i'll have to see more or, of LaTeX. or one of the florida or one of the florida schools i mean yeah hot or something but yeah i think LaTeX is a legit school it's, but anyways should... i just it's open i think i think this conference this conference uh this year is deeper than last year's because last year i didn't look at utsa uh who was the five seed last year and be like oh yeah that's a that's a good team yeah i, I was like okay that team's like all right like they have jackson and wallace but they're not like a you know a good team i was saying like they're all right um I don't even remember who came in fourth last year. Fourth, fourth Marshall fourth. came in third. It was Old Dominion then, right? It might have been West. Yeah, middle, or, middle Western. Okay, yeah, 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 Marshall, yeah. Old Dominion. So anyway, yeah, I look at Old Dominion last year. They're like they were good, but they weren't great. I mean, Marshall last year was really, really good, but they weren't great. I mean, uh, when you got to Western and Middle though last year, it felt like they were just a step above everyone else. Rightfully this year, so. If there's no if there's no team that's a step above everyone else. Then the top heavy talent, I think, um, isn't there. But I do think that there are legitimate seven teams, eight teams that are legit good this year, which I couldn't say about like UTSA, North Texas last year mm-hmm. at all. Like they weren't good teams; they were just all right teams. This year, um, I still have faith in Western. I still have faith in UTSA, who's five and seven right now, because uh, they got Jackson back the last nine games, and he's still scoring at a high rate. Marshall, Southern Miss, one of the, I mean, the Florida schools, I haven't seen much of them. I've only looked at their record, but if one of them can pull out being good, La Tech, ODU, North Texas, I mean, that's, what, six, seven teams I just named off right there. I think those are legit good teams. Yeah, yeah. No, this this conference is definitely more competitive than it was last season in terms of not being top-heavy completely. Um, That's interesting. Do you think... Western, as we know, is supposed to be the number one team in the conference. Do you think that they come back and kind of retake that spot, that their helm? Oh, man. I, I mean, they have too much talent not to, right? So that's what I'm thinking, but the, they're just <laughs> glaring losses. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have yeah. good wins, and then they just like, have... you can't lose to Indiana State. No, no you definitely cannot. <laughs> you can't... <laughs> and, that's crazy. Yeah, and it's just... 
some of these losses are just crazy for a team that we thought was just on a completely different level than any team in in uh because I think talent-wise, they still are. I agree. But, I mean, you see that with the win over St. Mary's. I mean, you tell yeah. me that I don't think North Texas wins a game against St. Mary's. I don't think so either. Uh, and I think Western against Oklahoma would be a really fascinating matchup, in my opinion. That's just yeah. that would be a great game. Um, so going through like, are you, do you want to get predictions now? Or you want to keep? You want to go down the line a little bit? We we're at thirty minutes right now, so we can we have time. It's just okay. if, it's just if you want to go in depth. Okay, Old Dominion. I, w- I want to talk about Old Dominion. Okay, let's let's okay. let's do this. Let's talk about the top five teams. Let's let's talk about the top our our top five teams, not in order. But <laughs> who are top five? Well, why don't we do the predictions, and then we can explain why. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. I like that. I like that. I'll go first. I'll go first. Five to one or one to five. In terms of order that we're going, one, one, one to five. One to okay, five. okay, okay. I'm writing this down. So if there's some noise, then it's it's my pen. Sad. Um, <laughs> look, I'm writing on this wobbly table. Right. Look at so, his look at his Twitter so you can see it. Yeah. It's it's real terrible. great. Yeah, I'll write on my knee to make life easier. <laughs> um, this is very difficult to talk in, right? Um, one, I'm gonna have Old Dominion. Even though they played the last game without Stith, who's their leading scorer, so I don't know exactly what's happening with him, but they didn't play with him, but they still won. Um, second, I'm having Western Kentucky. Hmm. Third, I'm having... Hmm, I still like Marshall. <sighs> I'm going to go UNT, three. Four, I go Marshall. And five, I'll go... Man, I like UTSA still, but I'm going to go La Tech. Um, one thing I do want to say is that when I look at this Marshall team, did you read off their, their good wins and losses? Marshall doesn't have any good wins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't. I mean, you have... You read have, off their losses? Their losses are against uh, Maryland in a 104-67 loss. Ohio... 101 to 84 loss. I don't even know what this team is. Duke and Ease. Duke. Yeah, yeah uh, Duke's next. Yeah, yeah you, you yeah. got that team. And then Toledo, they lost uh, 75-74. And then they lost against A&M 92-68. But their wins aren't overly... I mean, they just have wins. It's kind of like North Texas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of... It's, yeah, it's similar to North Texas. I mean, I can see that. I, I, yeah, I could definitely see it being like similar to North Texas. Except they aren't uh, twelve and one. Didn't, except North Texas didn't have bad losses, I guess, like that. Right. I mean, you read off those scores, and it's like a hundred points given up, a hundred points given up. I mean, how many times have we seen North Texas giving up a hundred points this year? I don't even think Zero. they have. Yeah. Zero. It's never happened. Uh, so Marshall's defense is extremely scary to me, uh, and I'm not sure if they have the potency of the offense because they lost that that power forward they had last year, that stretch four, who was really good uh, to the NBA, or he went to the draft, I should say. Um, so you really only have Elmore and Burks now, and it looks like defensively they're giving up a lot more than what they gave up last year. So, uh, and you have a D'Antonia coach, so you know the, it's the, the coach, the, <laughs> yeah. the defense isn't exactly a guard time a, baby emphasis. But um, so yeah, that's that's why I think Marshall is going to be man four. I guess he's on <laughs> four to four to six range. Bless you. So, Thank you. Uh, do you want to go through yours? Yeah, so um, one to five, give me. 
I think Western comes back and shows their talent. Give me them at one number one. Give me ODU at number two. Give me give me North Texas at number three. La Tech four and Marshall five. One team I do want to look at before we get to these guys because I, let's let's take a look at, look at some of the the uh, the lower guys I guess. Okay. Um. Here you read off Southern Miss. Southern Miss is a. Uh, Good losses and wins, and I'm gonna look up their individual player stats. Okay, so they're eight and four right now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I feel like know. We're kind of overlooking them in a bit. In a, a little I bit. do, and I think that's just be. Uh, that's a good point. Anyways, I'll read these off. So SMU, I'm not sure if they're a good team anymore. I don't know what they are, but they they yeah, they, so they beat SMU, uh, seventy four to sixty four. Um, they beat Troy eighty one to sixty six. They beat uh W or WCU. I don't know what that team that is, but they beat them. And then that's it. They lost to Wichita. Is that Wichita State? They lost to Wichita yeah. State only by three. Yeah. And they only lost to Kansas State by four. Yeah. So that's interesting. They only beat South Dakota by six, though, which North Texas destroyed by 20 in last year's um, CBI. Uh, yeah. yeah, CBI. So okay. that's interesting, so this that's, Southern, that, that's interesting Miss, that you mentioned them. The Southern Miss team is similar to the team they had last year because they – returned a lot of players mm-hmm. uh, especially the, at the guard spot you have cortez edwards still averaging 14 and a half you have tyree griffin uh griffin averaging uh 13.3 um so you have those two right off the bat at the guard spots i believe tyree griffin's a guard uh i'd have to double triple check that he is um yeah so then you have those two you have dominic uh mcgee averaging 9.5 I'm really interested about Cortez Edwards, who filled it up last year, and they're, he's the reason, he's one of the reasons that they beat Middle Tennessee in the tournament last year. Yeah. In the conference tournament. Yeah. Uh, this team did beat that team last year. So, uh, like I said, that, that could be another good team in the conference. Like, there's the depth of this, it feels like the depth of this conference goes for longer than it did last year. Southern Miss will probably be better than they were last year. But last year they finished like eighth or ninth. So ninth, yeah. Ninth. So um so I just wanted to bring that team to our attention before we got into too much else because I like them. Um, I also have another question before we get into that. So middle right now is three and nine. But they have a really, really, really tough schedule. That's true. Um West or Virginia, they lost seventy four to fifty two. Lay also Butler by thirty, Stanford by ten, Vanderbilt. Murray State, Toledo, Mississippi. So, do you think that they are better than their three and nine record? When I watched them play Virginia, you definitely could tell that's not the. Obviously, it's not the same team. Right, they I lost worked, everybody. I, yeah, they lost everybody. Uh, they do have length. They had some good. Um, it, I mean, it looked like they could play potentially with anybody just because of their their um, athleticism. Mm-hmm. But. I only saw them play Virginia, so I saw them play probably the best defense in the country, or one of. So I don't want to put too much stock into that, but they just struggled so much hitting outside shots consistently and um, just offensively they struggled. And I think they only average like 60 points a game right now. Yeah, it's not good. Which is very – which is I think they're last in the conference right now in scoring. So uh, you look at them, I don't I don't see them being as good as like a Southern Miss or a La Tech. But I, I again, I think they're, I think they're they're gonna pull off some upsets just because uh, I saw them in a one three one half court. I saw them in some zone man. 
different stuff, and uh, I think defensively they could be a problem for teams. I just don't know if they'll score enough points to to make a run. Okay. That makes okay. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. But that is a, that is a good question to bring them up because they were really good last year. Yep. Uh, okay. So now we're going through our top five, correct, and why we put them there. Yeah. Yeah. So you already kind of mentioned it with Western. You had at number one. I had at number two. Uh. You think that they're gonna get back to where they were? I, th- I think their talent, their talent comes through. Um, it's, it's hard to lose with that kind of talent, especially in a conference that does not have that kind of talent. Yeah, that's not um, or anything like that. I mean, they have Charles Bassey again. We've mentioned this multiple times. He was just one rank below uh, Zion. Zion. He could have gone anywhere. Um, they have Hollingsworth. I mean, they they are deep and they they are really really good. I I I I just don't know why they're losing these games. <laughs> I just I don't understand it. But yeah, we, I I yeah. think their talent comes through, and they'll be okay. Um, and they'll they'll, they'll Josh Anderson, yeah. Deshaun I mean, Murray. they're just stacked. I I don't know what else to say other than the fact that they're just. I mean, their their talent is still a tier above everyone else, and I think that they still should be number one because right now going to conference it's zero zero for everybody. So, um. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that pulls out. What? Why'd you put uh, old DU at number one? Old DU. ODU. Yeah. Sorry. I was. <laughs> yeah. Just. Just ignore me, please. The thing about them is, I just love their their guard play. Stith is six five. Then you have Ahmad Carver. Both of them. Um, Stith is shooting thirty nine percent from three. Carver shooting thirty one percent from three. But they're both um, adept scores. Um, Shoot, where was it? Oh, Carver's averaging 18, and Stith is averaging 17 and a half. They, they both obviously started both games. And then you have Xavier Green averaging two. So the drop-off is pretty big. Like, after those two, then it's cut in half. 8.2, 7.2. You have a team that is shooting 35.5% from three, which is solid. It's not great. But then they're only allowing 31.9% from three. Mm-hmm. They are... I love the guard play. I think that's that's the main thing for me. I feel like a consistent guard base is what beats you, beats Syracuse and what beats Richmond on the road. And I mean they've won. Shoot, they started off one and three, so they've won. Was that seven in a row? No, I'm tripping. Nine in a Nine row. Nine in a row. I'm, no, they. I'm sorry. They started off two and three, so they've won eight in a row. So there you go. Uh, so they're hot. They're gonna enter conference with something to prove i mean obviously they don't have that trey porter that they had last year but i think we know now i think we know in today's basketball that having guards like this is gonna gonna win you a lot of games i agree um how many games do you think they're ahead of western then oh i think it's super i think it's close i think it's close okay um i think if western plays at their best ability wise they're more talented so i would take them uh, because i'm not sure if if uh ODU has the bigs to match up with them. I mean, Marquise Good Godwin is a big, and I mean he hasn't started the game, but he's you know he's solid. You have Aaron Carver, who's a big. Um, he started, played twenty minutes a game, but he doesn't score at all. He scores one point eight points per game. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have a bunch of different dynamics, but you do have those two guards that just can score at will. And so you look at North Texas. You you'll you have to rely on someone other than Ryan to defend one of those two guards. Like you're gonna need I don't even know who could play. Like, I don't think Rose can guard him. I don't think 
uh, Mo or um, Duffy, really. I mean, so they, they present a lot of problems. That's my point. So that's why I have them at number one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have them at number two for just the same reasons. Like I said, I just think talent alone kind of wills yeah. Western to that number one spot. Um, but ODU's, I mean, we the last year they were like this too. They were very consistent. And I, th- and I think the thing that... Is, sorry. Yo, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. The thing is, last year they were the best defensive team in conference by far. This year they don't have Trey Porter, but they're still only allow- allowing 56.5 points per game. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. So, I mean, defense and then that guard play that you mentioned that they have, I mean, that's big. And their losses came against two. I don't even remember. Uh, Oregon State. To, yeah, um, St. Joseph's, who's legit. Oregon State, who's big. And, and then Northern, Northern Iowa. Iowa, who was in the tournament. And then they beat them. They turned around and beat them uh, their next game. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Old, Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Could, I mean, you could switch them up with number one or two spots. I mean, I don't. I you could you could put either Western or ODU there. So I don't I don't have a problem with them being number one for you, and they're at number two for me. So yeah, um, going to like the I think the three four is was a was a tough thing for me. UNT and Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of described Marshall already as a team who's gonna score a lot of points with those guards, but then they're not gonna defend. <laughs> uh, and I think North Texas. They're not gonna. They're not as prolific as an offense, I don't think, because they don't have that John Elmore, Alec, or uh, C.J. Burks. But mm-hmm. defensively, I think they're still well, well ahead of Marshall defensively. Yeah, I mean, we see that. Just <laughs> you can just look at the scores that Marshall's been giving up, and I mean, that's that's that tells you the story alone. Yeah, I mean, preseason, I think we I put North Texas at two, three or two or three. One of us. You had him at two. I had him at three. Something like that. Yeah, and uh, I moved. I moved him down to three, just like you did. And mm-hmm. I think seeing ODU kind of ODU looks like a team that would beat North Texas most of the time if you were to play, like it probably like seven out of ten times. I feel like if if you're you, talking about if, you're talking about Old Dominion. Yeah, Old Dominion. So that's why okay. I kind of that's why I'm yeah. giving the two spot and North Texas the three spot just because I like you said I feel like they just have more of a dynamic offense and they're holding uh, teams to nothing um and three again because marshall hasn't shown us that they're the same team that they were last year they're not they don't seem like that tournament team that they were last year um yeah. that beat wichita state yeah that beat wichita sure. state which by the way keeps getting beat by by conference usa teams so maybe they're <laughs> not as good as, as as we all think that they are but um yeah so marshall hasn't shown us that they, they are what they were last year and then i had la tech fourth um, La Tech is just ten and three, and kind of just, you know, hung around there. They don't have any really ridiculous wins other than that Wichita State win, um, but they only lost to uh, by seven to LSU. So I think they're they they need to be respected. Yeah, one team, or one one guy to look out for on Marshall will be Rondale Watson against A and M yesterday. He dropped nineteen points, led the team in scoring, uh, had six boards. Um, three assists in 29 minutes. He was six of 14 from the field, two of five from three. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the same game where John Elmo goes three of 12 and 0 of four from three um, in 31 minutes. So, um, if they get a third quarter consistently in Rondale Watson, that's that's going to be huge for them. And I think that they need a third score because C.J. Burks obviously did his thing, 18 points, uh, three of six from three. He's going to be good, but Rondale Watson is going to be, I think, a key to this team because you have Gerard uh, West who we saw last year lock not lock up Ryan Woolridge but 
he did a good job against Ryan, as good as anyone did. So you have a defensive guard, then you have offensive guys around him, and that's uh, everyone on their starting lineup shot at least four threes yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah, just take that for what you will. So there you go. I mean, even they're, they're big. I mean, Jansen Williams had one, it was one of seven from three. All right, one of seven from three, mm-hmm. had eight boards, had five blocks. Yeah. Damn, in 29 minutes. That's crazy. Guy. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Oh, I'm looking at some stuff. Hmm. Uh, all right, so what, what else did we go? So, oh, you had Marshall La Tech. I'm sorry, the 4-5, I guess, is where we got flipped. I, we both had UNT at 3. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's so, what I said. Yeah, you talk, yeah, yeah I had La Tech 4, Marshall 5. Um, But, yeah, I just think Marshall isn't the same team that they were last season. I think La Tech has shown that they will probably, like, they just match up well. They ma- they'd match up better against Marshall than Marshall would against La Tech, so. Hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, have you have you looked at the here? I'm gonna pull up the La Tech season stats real quick. Yeah, I have them right here. Okay, go ahead. They what? still got Dequan Bracy, who's a baller. Yeah, so they're they're similar to North Texas, and they don't have a dominant score. Um, going to the line, it's 13. These are points per game: 13, 12, 12, 11, uh, 10, 9, 9. I mean, that's that's good. Um, but- and go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that's that. I was just gonna say that that's good and that's similar to what North Texas has had. Um, they just have more signature wins, I guess. Yeah. Here's the thing, if y'all remember, I'm sure a lot of the, our listeners will be will have remember remember the game last year in the first round of the conference USA tournament when North Sad. Texas played this team. Uh, this La Tech team has basically everyone back besides Jacoby Boykins. I mean, they have Daquan Bracy, Anthony Deruji, Amori Archibald, and Derek Jean. I remember all four of those guys. Uh, and they all gave North Texas problems last year. So this is a very different North Texas team. But those four guys, like, this is a legit team coming back and playing. So I could definitely see them passing up Marshall or even UNT. Or they'll, they'll make some noise. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I went ahead and filled out six through nine just because. Oh, okay. Um, well, you go through that, and I'll, I guess, decide mine. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's not if, if you want to mention it. But I do, I do want to mention it. Um, just glancing at these guys' numbers. <sighs> I had a tough time picking between UTSA and Southern Miss for the sixth spot. Um, actually, well, I have. I think there's four teams. I think this is a good second tier, right here. So you have. Uh, I think you have. One through five are all on the one t- are on the first tier. Would you say that? Because Western Kentucky hasn't separated themselves, in my opinion. Yeah, until Western separates themselves, then yes, yes. yes. Okay, yeah. for one through five is definitely a tier. Yes. And. So we, we went through that. That's the first tier, in my opinion. Second tier, I think you have four teams. I think you have UTSA, in my opinion. UTSA yep. still. You can take them out if you want. But UTSA, FIU, FAU, and Southern Miss. Those are my other four. I'm trying to think. UAB is good. You could throw them in there if you want to. Maybe even take UTSA out. UAB is on the fringe, in my opinion. UAB. I'll throw UAB in there. Screw it. UAB, uh, so that's the that's the next tier pretty much those five. Yeah. And so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Southern Miss six, UTSA seven, FIU eight because they can score the ball like crazy. FAU nine, UAB ten. It's interesting. Very interesting. Problem. I think I'm gonna go. 
Dang, this is tough. Okay, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go FAU six, Southern Miss seven, UTSA eight. Is that we're only doing four teams, right? Is that it? Or am I missing Wait, one more? As much as you want. I went through ten, but yeah, you can go through whatever. And then I don't even remember what I named off now. Six. Uh, you said FAU, six FAU. FAU. Then I think Southern Miss is seven. Eight, I think UTSA. Mm-hmm. Nine. Man, that's tough. Hold did you put on. FIU in already? I did not oh, put already. FIU. I don't. I'm not convinced they, they FIU. Got, yet. I mean, they got. Yeah. Uh, UAB as well. Yeah, UCLA that's what I'm looking. I'm trying to just so look FIU at wins right? between UTSA and FIU. See, because. Oh, yeah, def- UTSA definitely. I got to put ahead of UAB. UAB. You mean yeah. UAB. Yeah, UAB, sorry. I definitely have to put UTSA ahead of UAB. Um, and then FIU, I have to see more before I can do, do anything else because they weren't good last season. And yeah. they played no name teams. And I mean, they have one, two, three, four, five games scoring 100, 100 plus points. And yeah, some of them are D1 teams, but none and of them got are. Beard and, yeah, mean, but they none, of, none of them are. None of them are um, crazy teams by any such of the imagination until they play somebody. So like when they come back and they play, I guess Ohio is their next game. Who Ohio has an eighty percent chance to win this game? Apparently, yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna finish this off for the record. I just wrote this down. Middle eleven. UTEP. Rice. Charlotte. Those are my last four. I I low key think that middle might come in and be like a six or seven seed. At the end, <laughs> like it, at, when it's all said and done, I think that that could happen. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be too surprised either. But that's a, that'd be a big, that'd be a big deal. That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty crazy for that team to rebound like, yeah, and pa- pass up the guys, some teams that they would have to pass up. Um, all right, Colin, anything else? Are you? Um, I, we, I think we dipped on every team pretty good. Got UNT covered. Uh, for the most part, uh, UNT starts their conference season December 29th, I believe, at Rice. Yep, at Rice. So there you go. And then they play the 31st. They play... UNT. No, it goes the 3rd. La Tech. Oh, okay. It goes, well, it goes okay, Rice the 29th, and then La Tech is the first home conference game, oh, man. which we'll both I be at. For that. I and for it'll that. be good to see, too, because La Tech and... They, North Texas plays La Tech and Southern Miss to start their first two conference games, so that'll be a good gauge. That'll be a good gauge. First two home conference games. Home conference games, I'm sorry. The go. ones that mean something, because Rice, <laughs> I think, will probably lose. <laughs> so Rice will lose to us, to North Texas. Yes. Yes, okay. You worded that weirdly. Sorry. I was worried. <laughs> <That's> well, <laughs> well, all right, Colin. Uh, I think that's all we, we had for today. Um Again, let us know. Anyone type in chat? Nope. Damn it, people. <laughs> people. Can just chastise them. Stop uh, listening to this on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and come to the stream every Sunday. Come to the stream every Sunday. We do it every Sunday about 1, one to 5 Between 1 and 3. Time. Well, that's when and, we start. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, it's true. Um, so, yeah, check out our stream on Twitch. Uh, you can go back and watch episodes um, on Twitch if you want to, or you can listen to them on SoundCloud or Apple uh, we're on all of that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter at CJH Mitchell. Uh, I'm at Bruni25 on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to 24/7 Sports. We have a lot of basketball stuff on the way. Uh, I've been busy the last few days with recruiting and whatnot, but we are getting the, the basketball stuff going. 
And so we'd appreciate if you joined us. And thanks for enjoying this podcast. Hopefully, if you did, then leave us a, <laughs> can, can they leave us a rating on iTunes? On a, I Apple? think so. Yeah, can, right. hit, hit, go to that five stars. Drop a five star unless we're terrible. Then still leave us a five star. Yeah, still do it, kid, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, Format Bruni twenty five because I'm going by Twitter handles. I'm CJH Mitchell. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining us. Um, <laughs> see y'all. See y'all. <laughs>